0: This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Eduardo Zane. How are you doing, Eduardo, and where are you hanging out right now?
1: <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Um, great to be here as a guest. I'm doing great. and I'm in Berlin, straight from my studio, which is basically a room in my house. That's it. <laughs>
0: Yes, we're living all in studios and it's the first time I have someone from Berlin where I lived for almost 20 years. It's really a pleasure having you here today, Eduardo.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be invited and be able to share something.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Eduardo Benazain is a communication and leadership trainer and consultant. Uh, in his work, he provides managers with the right communication and leadership skills to thrive in dynamic markets, face frequent and disruptive changes and increase the capability of generating value. And I think your mission to be the impact you want to see is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Eduardo.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you really for having me. It's always a pleasure to um, just have a fresh perspective. Even, even as a guest to a podcast, it's you always get something out of it and you always get something out of the conversation. So I'm looking forward to this one.
0: Well, we're already creating win-wins here. (laughs)
1: Wonderful. Great.
0: So let's dive right in. So my first question to you is, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face?
1: Um, I think I have two ideal clients, basically. Um, Corporates, um, sometimes whenever, especially they're starting to be more radicated in their ways of working, Um, whenever you have managers that have been working in there for 20 years, which is a great thing to do need to face, however, uh, new generations, perhaps, uh, shifts in the way leadership is perceived, uh, different needs of people in terms of what role the managers needs to have. That's where I like to come in. And sometimes it's interesting because they're aware of this need. Sometimes they're not aware of the needs. So it's up to me to make sure I I can bring some sort of awareness of this. So what I mean in practice is that if leadership was about command and control much more, even four years ago, now it's much more about building a relationship with people, building a trusting and motivating relationship that can also get personal, but that's how you start managing people better right now. So that's one.
0: Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, so you, you already uh you know, having struggle uh, with the relationships, with the shifts uh in the environment, also in the context they're in. So, what uh, are these the common mistakes they make when trying to solve that kind of problem, or are there others?
1: Well, um, I think it's um, the main mistake. It's um, it's considering that. The way of managing people now, especially after the pandemic in a remote first or in hybrid work setups, is pretty much using the same tools as they were using before, um, just remotely. So um, when it comes to communication, perhaps, um, to give a clear example, we assume that the way that a relationship flows in a one-to-one in person will flow exactly the same way in a remote setup. But it's not exactly the same. You need uh, specific hardware, specific software, specific different skills. So the idea or the assumption that uh, you can keep on using exactly the same tools as you did before, just in front of a camera with the same skills and everything that you were doing before in a remote setup is not correct that's what I would consider a mistake.
0: Wonderful. I understand. And uh, I I would like you to highlight just one Mm -hmm. uh, thing uh, in this new environment.
1: Well, for me, it's something that will go back to basically um, the basics. Sorry for the alliteration here, Um, which is emotional intelligence, which I know has got a bad reputation because it's something that is either hyper-academic or that's something that you just come up in uh, on blog posts, like 10 ways to develop your emotional intelligence. But it's becoming key, first of all, because of the relationship you need to build, so in person. And it's also becoming extremely important to be able to develop it remotely. So just a brief example, remote body language. How can you tell what someone is going through just by looking at the camera? What are you showing up? Uh, from an emotional perspective on the camera. How can you do more? So thinking about this and building that communication channel is fantastic right now,
0: as we, as we're training every day on my show, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So before I ask Eduardo, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Eduardo, what is one valuable free action uh, that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue?
1: Well, I do have a free assessment on uh, my website is probably going to be linked in the description of the show. It's an emotional intelligence test or self-assessment. It's something that I developed absolutely for free. I'm not even asking for your email there. So it's literally, I don't see who is taking the test. I don't see the results and trace them back to the people, but I developed this specifically for this. So to help people figure out where their starting point is with respect to their own emotional intelligence skills in leadership and help them understand where they can go forward, how can they start developing and where the priorities lie for them. So uh, I encourage you to take a look at that one.
0: Wonderful. Of course, we put the link in the show description and you already mentioned the valuable free resource. But, you know, I do have a, a tip, uh, something that uh, someone who listens our show uh, can implement on a daily basis, something tangible and practical.
1: Then in that sense, um, I would suggest not a daily action, but a weekly action. So the most important ritual that any manager can do and must do right now is a one-to-one. I know it sounds uh, yeah, like something that's been done and seen before, but I urge you to consider this under a different light. A one-to-one used to be something that was meant to check up on how people were doing, looking at how their projects were going on, uh, where the deadlines are, and so on, and also chat a bit. Now, the need and the function of one-to-ones is completely different, meaning that if we're leading people via relationships now, one-to-ones must be a space for other people to be able to build that relationship with their own manager and that is even more important remotely. So take half an hour a week, prioritize that and ask people, how are you if you're a manager? And let people talk, listen to them, let them decide what they want to talk about and let them feel that they have that space. The type of information that you will receive and log and write down is invaluable. So I urge everybody to test it for four weeks, with once a week with the team and see the results later on.
0: Wonderful. It's invaluable as you, as you just uh, mentioned, and uh, we're stacking up the gold nuggets. So this brings me to my uh, next question. What's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our
1: audience? What's the future of management and leadership? Where are we going?
0: No now I'm now I'm listening, so please. Well, share.
1: for me it's um it's really again some touching on the points that I've been saying this whole time, uh the future of that is the relationship between the manager and their team. If you even if you don't factor in the pandemic, if you look at all the articles that came up in 2019, even you see that. It's pl- there is plenty of info on the new role of managers, what new generations need, uh, how motivation works, and so on. And you see that there is that shift um, from, a, some, from managers and leaders being focused on tasks to being focused on people. Plus, right now you have automation and AI that can um, help you get rid of a bunch of um concerns that you might have on executing tasks. So you have free space and free mental space to devote to relationships. That was already in 2019. Feel free to look up at the articles. Then the pandemic hit and all of this kept on accelerating. So the trajectory for me is clear. A manager now is more and more the focus, uh, has more and more the role of a coach. And the sooner people realize this, or organizations or companies or individuals, the better it's going to be for them.
0: And you're speaking of relationships, which is super mm-hmm. important also on this podcast and also in my line of work, what I do. And this brings me to my final question today, and uh, it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps
1: with your family and why? <laughs> love it well it's uh first of all want to comment that this asking this type of question is great because um work-life balance is not a thing anymore like you are literally in my room right now and i'm literally in yours so there is that kind of division doesn't make any sense anymore and the last time i had goosebumps probably when my family and i were visiting my parents in italy and the first time i heard my son telling my parents, I love you, but well, that was really giving me a lot of goosebumps. And uh, it was amazing to hear. That's it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Having the shivers right now. So this is amazing. Thank you, Eduardo, for thank this you. wonderful goosebumps moment and this memory that you share with us today. And also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and great to connect with you and with your audience. I hope it was useful and I hope it was interesting. And I'm thankful for being here.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at
1: uve.corn.com.